peeps. This was a little over the top, but I'm having fun today. This is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. This week, I'll be discussing haunted forests, the haunted wilderness, virtually unexplored mountains and hillsides and dark, dark forest regions throughout the world and in the United States, of course. There's so much territory unexplored, unmapped, and not at all understood by what could potentially be hiding in the shadows. I'll also be discussing some current events and, of course, the presidential debate for Tuesday night. What an amazing debate it was. It was mainly one-sided where Biden was being upfront with the American people and talking directly to us, whereas the petulant child known as Trump was too busy being a schoolyard bully talking over his opponent and spewing complete and total fabrication, lies, deceit, as per usual. Man's been doing it for about 70-something years. But please hold for a word from our sponsor. Hello, kids and adults in the listening audience. I'm Neil Parks, award-winning author and paranormal expert. I'd like to wish all of you a very happy Halloween. You are listening to Big Bad Daddy Wolf's Halloween special on 96.6 The Wolf. If you'd like to learn more about me, then you need to get to Google and search at The Neil Parks or my bookstore website, which is www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash Neil Parks. Thanks. Welcome back from the commercial break. I'm just sitting here working on what I will be discussing today. Crazy stuff in regards to the world that we live in, the planet that we inhabit. Approximately 5% of the ocean has been discovered. That's just 5%, which leaves 95% of the ocean completely unexplored. Now, when you consider the fact that we know a lot more about space and surrounding galaxies that we do about the depths of our own waters and the regions within our own forests. That says a lot about how much we don't know, how much of a clue we really don't have. And since the ocean occupies roughly 70% of the Earth's surface, this leaves approximately 65% of the Earth, excluding dry land, of course, completely unexplored. That is quite a lot of Earth left to explore. Now, the top five mostly unexplored places on Earth, the frontier. Socrates said that philosophy begins in wonder. For some, wonder means puzzlement. To others, curiosity. One of the five mostly unexplored places on Earth. 
Vale do Jarver, Brazil. Son Dong, Vietnam. Lake Vostok, Antarctica. Gangkar, Pyonsum, and Bhutan. Mount Roraima and Venezuela, Brazil, and Guana. Now, those are areas that are thick and rich with undiscovered species, species that may have been assumed to have already gone into extinction, wiped from the face of the earth. They may be inhabiting these forests, this wilderness. And there's so much room for our very own Ohio Grassman or the Pacific Northwest Bigfoot or the Skunk Ape of Florida or the Swamp Beasts in Arkansas and Alabama. About 95% of the U.S. is unexplored or underexplored, at least as far as international tourism is concerned. In a way, most of the country is off the beaten path, even for Americans. Americans don't get out to see the U.S. like they used to when cars were new. The epic 1950s road trip is becoming a thing of the past. Who watched the debate Tuesday night between Trump and Joe Biden? It was absurd. Joe stuck to the points. Joe spoke to the American people. But Trump, all he could do was bully his way through every answer and not even give a real answer. Just more lies like he's always done. Biden is... He's an honorable person. Wasn't necessarily my choice, but he's getting my vote. But when it comes down to it between these two people, the only real man and the only real choice, the only real leader would be Joe Biden. Trump is a a petulant blowhard, a lying sack of crap. He's been this his entire life. And he thinks the rules don't apply to him. He calls himself the law and order president, but he breaks all the rules. He's created complete and total disorder, and he breaks the law constantly. Constitutional infraction after a constitutional infraction on a daily basis. If you were to count it down, he has told well over 3,500 lies since becoming president. Anytime the man opens his mouth, he's lying. And a lot of Republicans have talked to me since the debates and have said Trump was a complete jackass or Trump was an asshole. He wasn't, he wasn't presidential material. He wasn't a good person. He had no honor, no integrity, and just acted like a belligerent drunk shouting at the moon. And a lot of people that were planning to vote for Trump a second time are not going to vote for him now because of his performance and his attitude on the debate during the debate. I couldn't be happier about hearing that. It's, it's going to be great for Joe Biden. The only way at this point, because if we were to have the election today, Biden would win 60 to 40. All the polls show this. All the stats show this. All of the professionals have pinpointed this. 
So the only real way for Trump to win again is with interference like the last time, with hacking like the last time, with misrepresentation, lies. That's the only way to do it. He cannot win honestly again. He didn't the first time. He would not win honestly the second time if he won again. It would just be handed to him like it was in 2016. The rats are all jumping the ship. All of his strongest allies and those that have defended his petulant-like behavior for the last four years are tucking tail and running. They know a storm's coming. And it's only a matter of time before it completely consumes him. And I don't want to just see him lose. I don't want to just see him lose everything. I want to see his name removed from everything it's ever been on. I want to see him rot away silently in a cell, staring at a wall, alone. I do not wish happiness for him. Ghosts, aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. The Legends of Knock'em Stiff there's a little stretch of road that will lead you to one of the weirdest named towns in the Midwest. It's located just west of Chillicothe, Ohio, and was featured in Randy McNutt's book, Ghosts. The appropriately titled novel from Donald Ray Pollock, Knock'emstiff, and in more than one article. Knock'emstiff is a true ghost town. There are no main streets, no side streets, no traffic lights. It has virtually been lost in time. It's located near a rural back road intersection. There's no longer a post office, no stores, not even the bar McNutt describes in his book. The people who have remained there to this day didn't move to Knockhamstiff, Ohio. They moved to what they so delicately refer to as the country. So many people have asked the same question. How did Knockhamstiff get its name? There are a few stories. The most common account is that there was a violent brawl in the town tavern. Another story pertains to a woman who asked her pastor how she could get her cheating husband to stay home. Knock him stiff, he replied. One can't help but wonder how something that someone said during a conversation would become the name of an entire village. There are several hauntings and paranormal occurrences that take place in the knock him stiff area throughout the woods and the backcountry roads. One of these paranormal hotspots is the infamous Devil's Leap. This local ghost story is said to have been located behind the old McComas property. The Leap is a series of cliffs that are haunted by the ghost of a person who committed suicide. They supposedly leapt from the top when they were haunted by the voice of the devil in their head. 
The legend says that you are supposed to be able to hear them scream as they are still falling. The other yarn is a haunted location called Foggy Moor. The creepiest story out of Knockham Stiff is that of the permanently foggy dip in the road known as Foggy Moor. One night, a lady and her daughter were driving home and happened upon a man lying in the road on his side with one hand propping up his head, smoking a cigarette. Instead of getting up and moving, the guy simply floated away, still lying down in that same position. The other creepy location in Knock'em Stuff is known by the name Donald's Pond. It's not the pond that's haunted so much as the forgotten cemetery behind it, which dates to the early 1700s. Dozens of local reports pertaining to the weird occurrences that have poured out from this location. For example, ghost lights, Native American ghosts, a ghost wolf, UFO sightings, spirits and sprites in the wilderness, possible gnomes, ghouls, and other mythological happenings and entities. This is what is seen regularly and talked about by eyewitnesses and the local residents who live near the old cemetery behind Donald's Pond. The story of Lindy Sue is a very chilling tale. She is said to be the ghost of a beautiful girl who wanders the backwoods of Knockhamstiff. The legend says that she was parked with her boyfriend, Clem Slaterson, in a buggy on a bridge over Paint Creek. Some versions of the story refer to the boyfriend as Jason Slatterman, Slatterson. The point of the story is that they were parked and enjoying the beautiful full moon. An eerie silence enveloped the area. Then, without warning, dogs all over the area started howling uncontrollably. No one knew exactly what happened after that. But her body was later found on the bridge. Lindy Sue had been strangled, and the horse was found a couple of days later by a search party, apparently dead from fright. The buggy had been smashed into a dozen pieces, and a huge red mark was on her neck. There it appeared to be teeth marks. However, or whatever killed her, drained her of all of her blood. Clem was never found. Lindy's ghost is said to haunt the area to this day, but Clem has never been heard from. Perhaps he had something to do with her death, or whatever killed Lindy destroyed Clem from all existence. Some locals say that if you park on that bridge at night, you'll hear Lindy Sue crying out in terror from whatever it was that took her life. There are stories of something that lives in the woods around Knock'em Stuff and scares the livestock and horses on a regular basis. Some owners have reported that their horses get so spooked by whatever it is that it will not even attempt to cross its path. It has also been said that this unseen evil would visit houses and wake up the homeowners by jumping up and down on the beds. There have been several UFO sightings reported that range from a wide variety of claims. Some say that there were lights in the sky that followed them for over two years and used their field as landing strips and left weird messages in the field and the crops. Other stories have been shared pertaining to triangular-shaped UFOs and bright balls of intense light that move beyond our earthly means faster than what we're accustomed to circular shaped crafts and even encounters with alien occupants from within a ufo there have been stories of creatures that have invaded some homes and roamed the halls turning the lights off and back on again 
They allegedly mumble dark rants as they do this and appear as tiny red humanoids. One person relayed to me, in their own words, a creature growled and howled outside my window when my grandma had her stroke. My personal opinion is this. There are many mysteries within the woods of Knockhamstiff, and there are many more completely weird yarns that have found their way to our local subculture. I have visited this area and have made several attempts to either prove the existence of these local tales or debunk them altogether. In my efforts, the results provide barely any evidence gathered at either site, and literally no one willing to speak with me about these legends. In other words, the ghost town of Knockhamstiff remains true to its reputation. Whether these are merely just urban legends or simply folklore that holds some small level of validity, there is one shining truth to all of this. That truth is that every one of us, regardless of being rich or poor, we are all universally fascinated with the unexplained. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. World's Most Haunted Forests. In Japan, known as the Sea of Trees, the dense forest at the northwest base of Mount Fuji is one of the eeriest places in the world. It's rumored that large underground iron deposits interfere with compasses, setting walkers forth on the wrong paths. Sadder still, the forest has been the site of more than 500 reported suicides since the 1950s. Locals claim to hear their spirits scream through the night. Black Forest in Germany. The Grimm brothers set many of their fairy tales in this bewitching landscape along the Rhine River in southwestern Germany, which looks just as you'd imagine. So densely forested with fir and pine trees that sunlight rarely pierces through. It makes an ideal playground for mythological creatures like sorcerers, werewolves, witches, and kindred or kind-hearted dwarves. For a more adult tale of hauntings, killings, and dark magic in this forest, turn to the Necromancer, first published in 1794. Wishwood Forest in England. A hand reaching out to touch the shoulder of a solitary person. A horse-drawn cart carrying a couple with two sobbing children. These are the reports out of Wishwood Forest. Once part of a larger royal hunting ground in Oxfordshire. Most compelling is the case of Amy Robsart, the wife of the Earl of Leicester. She mysteriously died of a broken neck, confronted her husband as a ghost while he was hunting in Wishwood, and predicted he would join her in ten days, which he did after falling ill. Anyone who meets her, it is said, will befall a similar and swift fate. Devil's Tramping Ground in North Carolina. Deep in the woods, near Harper's Crossroads, about 10 miles east of Siller City, there's a mysterious 40-foot ring 
where the devil stomps and circles each night, plotting how to bring about the downfall of mankind. Or so the story goes. Even the North Carolina State Department of Agriculture has supposedly taken samples of the soil and has yet to come up with an explanation for why the patch is devoid of growth. Dal Hill in India. The Victoria Boys School, established in the late 19th century in West Bengal, is rumored to be haunted. Students report ownerless footsteps echoing in the corridors, but the surrounding Dow Hill Forest is an even bigger hotbed of paranormal activity, with woodsmen reporting seeing a headless boy wandering among the trees. Romania has the Hoi Bakue Woods, Hoi Bakue in Transylvania has captured attention of the wrong sort of more than half a century. Residents of nearby towns claim the forest, which has a circular clearing at the center, is a portal, and that those who pass through may never return. Anyone who does survive reports feeling anxious and nauseous the whole time they are there. Once said to stand straight and tall, the trees are even twisted into knots now. Island of the Dolls in Mexico. The trees of this island near Mexico City are strung with hundreds of dolls. Two creepy horror movie style effects. The island's only inhabitant, Don Julian Santana, discovered the body of a girl in one of his canals more than 50 years ago. He found a doll floating in the same water and in tribute, hung it on a tree. The first of thousands of dolls he would string up until 2001 when he drowned in the very same canal. Some believe the dolls, many of which are missing limbs, are evil. Others believe they safeguard the island. Depart from Embarcadero Ferry Terminal for the four-hour round trip to see for yourself. Freetown Fall River State Forest in Massachusetts, part of the Bridgewater Triangle. This 200-square-mile swath of land is southeastern Massachusetts is tormented by paranormal activity with layer upon layer of intrigue. The Native Americans who occupied it in the 1600s sold it reluctantly and left behind several burial grounds. It was believed to be the site of satanic murders in the 70s and 80s. And it's still the backdrop for odd sightings, UFOs, poltergeists, fireballs. Randolph Forest in Maine, billed as the smallest town in the state. Randolph Forest, flanked by residences, has an outsized reputation among locals for being haunted. Abandoned cars and ripped up railroad tracks that once used to usher veterans to a hospital, now grown over with grass, are the backdrop for reported flashes of light, the appearance of orbs, and strange ambient noises. During the daytime, the woods seem harmless, but we dare you to venture there when night falls. Epping Forest in England. Stretching from East London to Essex, 6,000-acre Epping Forest has been the setting of horrors both real and, well, debatably so. It served as the hideout for outlaw Dick Turpin and cop killer Harry Roberts and has also 
been the hiding place for murder victims. Among those, the children targeted by Ronald Jebson, an episode of the British living TV show, attempted to find the ghost of Turpin, but the team ended up lost themselves, perhaps a prank of the elusive spirit. Robinson Woods in Illinois. Alexander Robinson, born Chichi Penque, and chief of the Potawatomi and Ottawa and Chippewa nations, is buried along with his families in these woods. Orbs of light throughout the night and thought to be the spirits of Robinson's family appear both day and night, while during the day groups of deer sometimes circle visitors without apparent reason. Near the graves, people tell of smelling lilacs during the winter. Fifth Wood in England. In the early 19th century, the Greenlaw House, within walking distance of Frith Wood, was converted into barracks for French prisoners captured during the Napoleonic Wars. A woman supposedly fell in love with a prisoner who was beaten to death at that time by her father and brother. She died shortly thereafter, possibly by her own hand. Her ghost returns to the site of her lover's murder. Some say she sobs. Others say she runs frantically through the trees. And then Old House Woods in Virginia. This 50-acre forest near the Chesapeake Bay is a refuge for the ghosts of 18th century British soldiers and pirates who once passed through the nearby historic port town of Matthews and who may have left buried treasure chests in its soft drift. At the center of the woods off Haven Beach Road was a solitary and dilapidated colonial homestead that burned to the ground. Of all the sightings here, perhaps the most intriguing was reported by fishermen on White's Creek in the 19th century, a ship silently plying the creek, continuing on over the beach and disappearing into the woods. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. On Wednesday, October 8th, 2003, I took another chance at investigating another crop formation in Peebles, Ohio. My first attempt fell short of any research at all due to a failing battery and the fact that I was kindly escorted off the property by three men who claimed to be off-duty officers watching for acts of vandalism. During my second attempt, I brought my camcorder again, this time with a backup battery. When I arrived near the property, I pulled into the parking lot of the Serpent Mound Park. This is directly across from the formation. There wasn't a soul for miles, no vehicles of any type, no wind. The sky was clear that day, and there was no visible wildlife. I powered up my camcorder as I walked into the field. The second that I set foot within the formation, my camera went black. I began to feel the same static feeling and the ache in my jaw as I did during my visit to the formation in Bainbridge, Ohio. I was almost knocked to the ground by a powerful gust of wind. As it began to get colder, a voice shot out from behind me saying, You're going to need to come out of there now, please. I turned around with whip action to see a very tall, very pale man. He was well built 
wearing a state trooper uniform without an ID badge, a hat, or a gun. He was wearing dark sunglasses. However, he just appeared out of thin air. There were no vehicles other than my own anywhere near either of us. It was almost as if he popped up out of the ground, fell from the sky, or teleported from an alternate dimension. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that this was still a no trespassing zone, I said to the officer. He replied, turn off the camera, come away from the field and get in your car, please. I was shocked that he was so calm and collected about the whole ordeal. Am I breaking any laws by being here? I'm just researching the area. Turn off the camera, get in your car and go home. I will not report this if you comply, the officer replied. Finally, I walked out of the field and turned off my camcorder, as if it were really doing me any good with two failing batteries. I walked past the supposed officer, and all he did was stand in the same position that he had been standing in the entire time. His arms were folded, and his head turned to follow me as I walked by him. It was like walking past the Terminator. I got in my car and pulled out of the parking lot. There were still no other vehicles in sight. There was no way that he would have walked all the way from the police station. I drove past him and watched his movements in my rearview mirror. He turned around and walked directly into the field, then vanished into knee-high crops. I panicked. Where in the world could he have gone? I came to a screeching halt, and then I backed up my car to the same spot where he had been standing. Instantly on that very spot, my car died, and then it came back on after I attempted to start it. My digital meter display was showing all ease, no numbers. All of my radio stations had been reset, and my camera was working again. This time it displayed full power. My wristwatch was behind the time by five and a half minutes, and my cell phone was wiped clear. The man who was supposedly an officer was missing. There was no sign of him anywhere in that field. I took off without looking back. On the way home, I called the local police in the area and explained the entire event to their dispatcher. He listened and seemed very interested. He went on to tell me about an onslaught of calls that he had received about UFO sightings within the last 24 hours and people calling and claiming to see strange animals and other bizarre encounters in the area. He believed me and said that he knows for a fact that the area that I was in was not zoned off and I had every right to be there, seeing as how I had permission from the landowner. He knew that there would be no reason for one of his guys or a state trooper to be within that area at that time. He wondered if that guy might be some loon impersonating an officer. I'm left wondering if the individual that I encountered was not a being of this realm, but possibly from another realm entirely. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. Thank you, and that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to take a compass with you if you're exploring the forests and the wilderness. Bring some snacks for Bigfoot. 
bring camera equipment so you can photograph any strange fireballs, UFOs from overhead, uh, any disembodied spirits, recording equipment for sounds and screeches of either ghosts or a howling yeti or sasquatch or skunk ape or grass man. And there's so much yet to be discovered. So enjoy it. The wilderness is here for us to explore. And I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for your time. Dig what we all say. Trying to cause a big sensation. Talking about my generation.